I've said this before in plenty of uh, sermons and stuff when we talk about some Greek words and their different meanings and how, how other languages are so much more specific that a lot of times English kind of falls a little bit woefully short of what we're really trying to say. We, we use the same word to mean lots of different things. I mean, we literally spell two different words the same sometimes, but also, you know, take love, for instance, like in the Greek, you've got several different words that mean love. And so they can differentiate, you know, how they feel about their mom or their sister or their best friend or their favorite food than how they feel about like their spouse. And we use the same word for all those things. Um, and not only do we overuse words like that sometimes, but literally, especially if you've ever been around someone who's their, their first language is not English and they're trying to say something in English and they literally are like, there's not, there's no word in English for it. Like they don't have, the, literally, they don't have the words to describe something, to tell you what something is. Um, that happens frequently, especially with things like Hebrew. Um, and there's, there's a word in Hebrew that, that really does not have, doesn't have one good English word. It's got several that when you kind of start putting them together, they kind of start giving you an idea, but it's the word chesed, right? And notice I, I don't have allergies, right? That, that was an intentional noise, right? It's not, it's spelled C-H-E-S-E-D. It's not chesed and it's not just chesed, it's chesed, right? Uh, I heard a guy say, if you don't spit on your neighbor when you're saying this, you didn't say it right. Like, so chesed um, occurs almost 250 times in the Old Testament. It's a really important word, really cool word. Um, and, and the same guy that made the joke about spitting on your neighbor also said there's there's almost as many uh, English words that you use to describe it as there are, you know, times it gets used. There's just tons of words that, that come out as that, that, that kind of relate to it. But there's no one English word that fully encompasses the idea of chesed. Um, but, but it gets translated as things like grace, mercy, compassion, kindness, love, and, and even sometimes more descriptive love, like steadfast love and loyal love, unfailing love, covenant love, or loving kindness. But, but none of those words fully grasp the concept on their own. They, they don't, you know, you need a combination of them to kind of start gathering the meaning. And most of the time, this word chesed is talking about God's love for us, how he takes care of us and shows us this loving kindness. I, for instance, Psalm 63.3, uh, you know, we know, you know, your love is better than life, right? That's, that's the word chesed right there, the, the word love. Your chesed is better than life. Like, it's amazing. Like, God, the way you, you care about me and take care of me and the things you do for me, it's amazing. Here's the thing, this word chesed, it's all over the story of Ruth. You see it so much between the way Ruth and Naomi interact, the way that, that Ruth and Boaz interact. It's all over. But really, here's the thing. Even when they're talking about it, it's not about any of those people. It's about God showing himself, showing his love, his chesed in those relationships and doing things for them. I love the way that they'll be talking about something will happen. You know, Boaz does something for Ruth or the way Ruth you know, cares about Naomi. And when they talk about it, they talk about God. Like they say, you know, it's so good that, that you've been able to do this and make it here to Bethlehem that God has protected you and brought you this far. Those kinds of things. They always give God the credit. See, we, we get so caught up sometimes reading stories like this and we read Ruth and we think it's all about Ruth or it's all about Boaz. and It's all about these people. And, and yeah, they, they play a part. And we're going to talk about them the rest of the week, the rest of these devotionals. We're going to talk about Ruth and Boaz and Naomi and even the people of Bethlehem. Because, yeah, they're important and we should see the kind of examples and things we can glean from their lives and learn and, and, and do the same. But the real hero of the story is always God. And, and, and you see it. If, if you look, just read through Ruth and you'll notice these, these little moments where Boaz could take credit for something and he points towards God. That, that, that they're constantly pointing to who the real source is. So as you read Ruth this week, don't, don't get caught up. Don't get caught up in the romance between Ruth and Boaz. Don't get caught up in 
in this relationship between Ruth and Naomi. Those are awesome. And yeah, we want to see those. But don't forget to see that God's behind all of it. That, that you can see his, his chesed all over this story. Love you guys. See you soon.